0: Jesus it says praise the name (laughs) praise the name of Jesus the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are safe see the name when we praise the name of Jesus that name word is the character of Jesus everything the name means everything the name invokes everything the name stands for So when I'm praising the name of Jesus, I'm praising the character of the Lord. Amen. I'm not praising the letters in his name. I'm praising what that name means. I'm praising the healing in the name. I'm praising the delivering in the name. I'm praising the breakthrough in the name. I just need everybody just to take a few seconds open up your mouth and praise the name of Jesus. See y'all waiting on somebody to give y'all an opportunity. I said take a few seconds. Open up your mouth and praise the name of Jesus. Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Let the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart, be acceptable in Thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Amen. Clap those hands. Let's get prepared for the word of the Lord. Anybody pre- prepared for the word on this morning? Prepare for the word of the Lord, word of the Lord, word of the Lord. We have been dealing over the past several weeks with being the body of Christ. Say we are the body of Christ. One more time, we are the body of Christ. Third time, we are the body of Christ. We've been dealing with this reality of being the body. Today, as I stand before you, I need to drop this declaration on you, if you will allow Declaration that you now see on the screen. The glory will change things. The glory. let's chew on that for a second. Will. Notice I didn't say might. The glory will change things. Now, why is this, or how does this correspond with being the body of Christ? We've learned, according to Ephesians chapter 1, that we are his body. His being Christ, the fullness of him that dwells. That word fullness means everything that Christ contains, everything that Christ stands for. Everything that Christ is should be present in the body. Amen. We also see in John chapter 1 where the scripture says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Around verse 14, the word became flesh. Dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Say glory. We beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten full of Grace and truth. Now, it's important that we understand this. Please write this down. If you were here Wednesday, you should have it in your notes, but I'll say it again. The presence of God and the glory of God cannot be separated. The presence of God and the glory of God cannot be separated. Hold on, Bishop. I never tried to separate them. Some of us do. Even subconsciously. Because when the glory of God is present, the light of God is present. You never see God show up in dark. Every time God shows up, there's some light that got to go to shining. He says, in me there is light. No darkness at all. Amen. Watch this, it says the darkness don't even comprehend it. When there was darkness on the face of the deep, soon as the spirit of God came, one of the first things God said, let there be light. I'm not going to let this darkness stay around, not while I'm here. So anytime the glory of God comes, light comes. Light comes into a room. And, and many of us, if we're honest, we don't like the light part. Because Light reveals. Light shows the stuff that you're trying to hide in the corner, behind the chair, under the cushion, hoping that nobody going to move that out the way. Amen. But every time the presence is there, the real presence, not the presence of God we create. Because here's another thing before I move forward. It is possible to create a version of God you like. It is possible to create a version of God that lets you get away with the stuff you want to get away with. A version where you only pick and choose the scriptures that don't hurt too bad. So you, you got your own version of the scriptures you like. You got your own version of God you like and you put that together and then all of a sudden you say this is who God is. No, that's who you want God to be. And then what happens, people of God, is when God don't come through, you say, God didn't do it. No. No, it's not that God didn't do it. It's your version of God couldn't do it. When the prophets were on the hill and Elijah challenged them, he said, I tell you what, you call your version. We'll do the same thing. Watch. Watch. The one who answers with fire. Y'all not in here. Because when God comes, he always comes bringing light. So go ahead. You call your version. Because your version can't manifest the light like mine can. And watch this. Oh boy, it's going to be uncomfortable. They got to jumping all around. They got louder and louder trying to do all of these things to conjure God and that it didn't work then they start cutting themselves blood gushing all over the place Elijah with his petty self start talking real fly he was so he said maybe he sleep go read it when you get a chance maybe your God sleep Maybe he's busy. Can't answer you right now. Maybe the version of God that you created is tied up doing some other things. Elijah called on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Came down. Fire. Went around. Licked up the water. Left everything dry. They were like, see, that's what a God can do. Because watch this. Listen to what I'm about to say. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to put it on the screen. You cannot come in contact with the glory of God and stay the same. You cannot come in contact with the glory of God and stay the same. It don't work like that. So many people are like, whoo. Man, the glory was there. You the same. You just as mean as you was before you said you had an encounter. Go ahead. Change. Change. Amen. Change. So maybe you didn't encounter the glory. Maybe what you encountered is the version of God that made you feel goosebumpy. Yeah. Yeah. And the church, people of God, Is supposed to manifest the legitimate glory of God every time we show up we shouldn't have to be begging God God come in God come in not if we there the church the fullness of him that dwells every time we show up the glory should show up every time the church is present the glory is present every time the church gathers the glory has gathered And everything the glory contains. That means when the church is present, healing is present. When the church is present, deliverance is present. We shouldn't have to go, please God, please God. Come on, please God. No, 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 no. If the church is there, everything that God contains is there. If there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. And lay hands and anointing with oil. The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. We like to stop right there, but there's more of the verse. And if he's committed sins, those are going to be forgiven too. Why? Because the elders are so good? No. Because, watch this, because the Lord works through his church. He works through the government of the church, the order of the church. Amen? Amen. When the church is in its proper place, God ain't got no problem flowing. Say the glory will change things. One more time. The glory will change things. Now, if you will allow me before I get to my major scripture of the day to just prove a point. I'll get to the scripture in a minute. I'm going to leave this thesis statement up. If y'all just allow me to prove my point. Can I prove my point? Remember, you can't come in contact with the glory of God and stay the same. Let me prove my point. Abraham, Abraham came in contact with the glory of God. He came in contact with the glory of God when the light showed up and separated the sacrifice and he saw this light go in between the two portions of the animal and watch this Abraham knew you making a promise with me in other words when the light or the glory showed up God made Abraham a promise that changed his life and the life of his children and the life of his children's children forever one conversation in glory changed everything that came in contact with Abraham for the rest of his life one one little talk Not 20 years, not for. He had one conversation with God in the midst of glory. His whole life changed. I want y'all to think about that for a minute. How long is it going to take? Instantaneous in the glory. I didn't say the manifestation of the promise came instantaneously. But the instruction, the promise came instantly. That's where some of us get messed up. God, you say it. You told me that last year. See, some of us haven't learned to praise God over the promise. You waiting to praise Him until you see the fulfillment. Okay, y'all, hold on. Let me come down here for a second. Pastor Jay and I start dating in 1996. We dated and I asked her to marry me in 1998 y'all hear when i asked her to marry me i put a ring on her finger in 1998 we didn't get married until june the 19th of 1999 come on somebody in 1998 i made her a promise we wasn't married when I asked her but as soon as the promise was made the planning began we didn't get married till June the 19th of 1999 1999 but in 1998 (laughs) 98 That's when I asked her. At the King Cole restaurant, downtown Dayton, Ohio. That was a promise. Y'all not in here. We start making, watch this, purchases. After the promise. Y'all still not in here. We start picking out colors. After the promise, looking for venue. After the promise, we weren't married. All we had given each other was. We spending money and time together, huh? Making joint decisions, preparing for a forever life. Because I had made a forever promise. How in the world. Jesus make you a promise. And you tell God. Lord I praise you after I see it. The Lord like hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on. I want to see will you start planning. Put a ring on it. Lord come in and say. I'll make your name great. That's what he told Abraham. Hey Abe Yeah, I make your name great. I bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. All of a sudden, Abraham was like, All right, cool. He said, Hold on. Leave your country and your kindred. Go to a place that I will show you. Come on, I'm in Genesis 12. Go to a place that I will show you. You mean to tell me, God, that you want me to uproot everything? go to somewhere I don't even know where I'm going. All because you promised me? He like, yes. But the reason that Abraham can do it is because he didn't have a conversation with God in the dark. He had a conversation with God in the glory. And when I have talked to God in his presence, and I know that wasn't nobody but God talking to me, I can't wait. What you need me to do, God? This is how I know some of us ain't had legitimate encounters with God. You just had a good encounter with church folk. Okay, I'll give you another one just in case. Moses, Lord have mercy, had an encounter with the glory of God at the burning bush. Even though he was wanted for murder back home. God got a way of still loving you. I'm gonna show y'all in a minute. I got some scripture. I'm really. I'm just. I'm just proving my point. God got a way of still loving you, even when you don't love yourself. God got a way of using you, even when you think you ain't qualified. Come on, Moses was like, "Who me? I can't even talk." Come on, can you hear him, Deacon Sanders? He said, "I can't even get my words out," and God said, "Excuse me, I don't care nothing about your." I don't care nothing about your stammering lips. I don't care nothing about your history. I'm going to use you because I want to use you. And Moses was like, well, what I got to do? Go get my people. Why did he do it? Because he didn't have a conversation with him in the dark. He had a conversation in the glory. One conversation in the glory. A wanted murderer was willing to go and get God's people. One. Oh, that didn't work for you? David. David came in contact with the glory. Y'all not in the room. David came in contact with the glory and messed it up the first time david elder anita he was like i'm king and i could i should be able to put the glory on a new cart and you know because i'm highfalutin and i done got some status and i've been elevated see that's what's wrong with some of us god doesn't bless you and all of a sudden you ain't as grimy as you used to be oh y'all not in here come on now when you was in sin you was doing a little bit of anything everything and everybody all of a sudden, you done got saved. And now, all of a sudden, you can't even praise God good without worrying about whether or not you're about to sweat your makeup off. Come on, girl. You ought to, if, if you're so concerned about your makeup, don't put it on till after praise and worship. If you... If you're so concerned about whether or not you're going to praise God right in what you got on, I'd rather you come to church in sweats and gym shoes. Come on now, because listen, I ain't going to let nothing separate me from what God got to give me. David all oh, highfalutin. He like, oh, I'm king. You forgot the lion and the bear, David. You forgot how you was down in the valley with Goliath, David. Watch this. Y'all sit down for a minute. I got some more to say. How is it? Ergenie, how is it that when they tried to put the armor on him when he was a boy, he said, I can't fight like this. But then all of a sudden he got so highfalutin that he forgot. I got to the throne throwing five smooth stones dressed like a shepherd get to the throne and forget how I'm supposed to be David messed up the first time but the second time he got all the way back down to his linen ephod which is the garment of the priesthood he said I'm sorry God I approached a king like a king I should have approached a king like a servant that's my problem. I tried to approach you like I was on your level. I tried to approach you like we were the same. I tried to approach you like me and you had the same authority. But I better come low. I better come to you like a servant. I better come to you like I don't deserve it. I better come to you recognizing that my righteousness is but filthy rags. And the lower he got, the brighter God was. As a matter of fact, Deacon Quad, the scripture says in Chronicles that the reason that God killed them, watch this, I love the King James Version in this text, it says they did not approach the glory in due order. Y'all missed it. He said, watch, there's an order that you're supposed to come. And they didn't come to me orderly. They came to me like, they, like I owe them. But all to Jesus I surrender. All to him. Y'all. See, I owe him everything. David, let me show y'all something. David messed up the first time. Messed up the glory. Tore that glory up. Left it at Obed's house. He like, I ain't fooling with God. God killing folk. Can I dig into this a little further? Don't run from God when you see God chastising. Because the scripture says he chastens whom he loves. If you want to be connected to a God that never corrects, that's no love. A parent that won't correct their child don't love them. Y'all. I know, that's why it's difficult for us to get this gospel message out to the modern church because too many parents in this room trying to be your kids' friends. I said that. You trying to be her sis and her bruh. Huh? So y'all out at the mall and you talking on their level. What you think about him? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. That ain't the way my mama did me. Huh? She saw me with a girl, she was like, I don't like her. That's why my mama did me. Bring her to the house. She called me. Come back here for a minute. Can I talk to you, son, for a second? Can I talk to you? Girl still in the living room. I walk back there, talk to my mama. I don't like her. Let this be the last time you bring her over to this house. I don't like her. I'm like, what's wrong with her, mama? She fast. See that? See y'all, y'all. She fast. That girl too. She fast. No, no, don't bring her home. She fast. I'm like, oh mama. And see, all of a sudden, some of y'all gonna learn that mama knew best. And that glory, something is pushing me. And see, that's why many of us can't be under authority now. Because you think you know better than everybody who's already been through what you've been through. (sighs) Come up now. Come on. Somebody trying to tell you hey that's a dead end road. Don't look dead end to me. Go on with your bad self. Because you the one that's going to have to backtrack. Here's the problem. You're not going to figure out it's a dead end to 150 miles that way. Because you didn't want to Listen. You done read one book, memorized two scriptures, prayed 45 seconds, and you know more than everybody. David wasn't good for you. One more. How about Mary Magdalene? Hey. I'm just trying to make my point. You can't come in contact with the glory of God. Yeah. Let me tell you. Hold on before I go to Mary. Y'all know David. Remember I told you he was all scared. Left it at Obed's house. Obed didn't even do nothing. Obed just let the glory sit there. Next thing David. Day. Huh. You know we left the glory at Obed's house. Yeah because it was killing folk. Obed, blessed like crazy. Excuse me? Obed, blessed. Not just him. The whole house done got blessed. Oh, I'm about to help somebody. what did he do? Did he sacrifice to it? Did he give it an offering? He let it be in the same space as him. Cause it ain't no way to be that close to the glory and the glory not come on you. If you don't believe that, ask Moses. He spent 40 days with the glory came back shining. Watch this. And if you go read the text, if you go read the text about his face shining, it says his face shined because he was having a conversation. Not his face shine because he asked for it to shine. Not his face shine because he said, Lord, please make me look different. All he did was get in the presence of God. Next thing you know, he'd go to shining. But here's his problem. He wanted to cover up the change. Because many of your circles like you better broken than healed. Who you think you are? You know, you know mess around, got brand new now, you know mess around. You we used to go out and kick it every Friday. See, that's what's wrong. Cause when I was kicking it with you every Friday, I was depressed. That's what's wrong. We got together every Friday, got drunk. Huh? Y'all you see, see, that's okay. Cause somebody gonna admit that you got a pass got together every Friday, got drunk, talked about how bad your life was, and then all of a sudden, you slept it off on Saturday, came to church Sunday trying to atone for your Friday and your Saturday, and then went back, did it again Monday, lived a life Monday through Friday, drank again on Friday, woke it up on Saturday, got back, tried to get sober on Saturday, atone for it on Sunday, do it all over. That cycle will kill you. Huh? Mad at one guy, find another. Mad at one girl, find another. Man, you know it ain't all that, it ain't all that. That cycle will kill you. In more ways than one. Y'all not. That cycle will kill you. And you think you getting somebody back? oh, I'm here, I'm here. You think you're getting somebody back by letting them see you in a picture with somebody new? you the one that has to handle the emotional turmoil of trying to be with all these different psycho personalities week after week and day after day. You think you're making somebody jealous because, oh, now you get to see me with a new boot. Girl, please, boy, bye. You better get yourself stable. You unstable. You're the one got to deal with the emotional instability of dealing with other per- people's personality. And now all of a sudden, woman of God, you gonna let another brother come into your secret place and rob you of the treasure that you already had to beg God to get back from the last zero that you was with? I'm gonna make him jealous. Here's the problem. He just as jacked up as you. So you take a picture with another crazy guy to make him jealous. Then the cycle begins. She gonna take a picture? That's cool. I'm gonna take me a picture. Oh, he took a picture? That's cool. Take me a picture. See, that's what that's when you ain't had no encounter. Because when you done had a real encounter with the glory, you done with all of it. Now he whom the son has set free. It's free indeed I'm talking about when you done had an encounter and you like you know what I'm through with it all I'm through with trying to be somebody that I'm not if you don't love me holy don't try to love me at all if you don't love me righteous don't try to love me at all I'm trying to do this thing for real I done played with God for too long I done played with church for too long I'm trying to be the body All right, come here, Mary. I have to talk about Mary. I'm just, I'm just, I know y'all think I'm not going nowhere. I really am. I got some verses. I do. But my introduction, I got to make my point. Mary, with her messed up past, I got to help somebody. Mary Magdalene, the one that the Bible said, he had to cast seven demons out of. I love how the theologians want to say, ain't no way in the world he used her. She was a prostitute. Every time I read it, I'm like, that's the one he picked right there. He picked the one who recognized if it had not been. He picked the girl who, no, no, Jesus done for real saved my life. Oh, no, y'all not in here. He picked the one who he was, come on, can y'all imagine Mary? Mary was die hard. Mary was like, come on now, I can't even remember what I could have had if God wouldn't have saved me. I'm looking at some of y'all, some of y'all don't want to say amen? That's okay, because y'all got selective amnesia. For the rest of us who still remember, for the rest of us who still like, oh no, 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 no. See, y'all, y'all being real cute and brand new, but I was in church sinning. I was in church acting a fool. I was in church losing my mind. I was in church and my daddy was the pastor, and I still wasn't no good. But when God got a hold of me, real when God got a hold of me and began to change me from the inside out oh that's why I praise God the way I do that's why I bless the Lord the way I do I'm just like Mary God you've been too good God you've been too kind God you've been too merciful I'm just like her I'm just like her. Oh, I'm just like Mary. I'm just like, can y'all imagine Mary? Where you want me to go, Jesus? See, here's what y'all don't understand. When they went to go crucify Jesus, all the brothers went to the cave. Mary got an offering. Mary messed around and was like, I need to go prepare the body. Mary got her little care package together showed up to the hill where the Roman soldiers little bitty old Mary the prostitute Roman soldiers with body armor and shields and swords she looked around where the body see this is what happened when you know God done been good you don't care who you got to fight to be a representative see y'all looking at me real funny Mary out there like Where the body? Somebody about to tell me where y'all done laid my Jesus? If I don't get some answers in a few seconds, I'm about to turn this hill out. I know somebody better give me some answers. All the brothers was hiding all the brothers was hiding. I wish I had somebody who had a little Mary Magdalene in them who was like, if somebody don't tell me where the Lord is right now. Y'all know what's crazy about it? They had swords, shields. All she had was a handful of spices. She was like, don't let this fool you. See, I can see I'm going to have to sit here for just a minute. Y'all ain't never been around no real prostitutes. Real prostitute will have her razor blade right up in here. Justin Gay's homeboy acting a little funny. About to slice you smooth open. I didn't seen too much. I didn't been with too many people who tried to kill me. I didn't been with too many people who tried to take me out. And finally I found a man who loved me for me. Finally I found a man who did not try to take advantage of me. I'll die for this man. I'll die for Jesus. I'll die. Every man wanted bomb body. Every man just wanted to violate me. And I messed around and found a man who didn't try to violate me. I'd die for Jesus. I wish y'all could see the picture. I'm sure Mary Magdalene was like, y'all got two seconds. Ain't nobody playing. Ain't nobody playing. Watch. Next thing you know, here comes Jesus. And the glory was so strong, she didn't recognize him. Y'all, I feel like running for real. Watch this. Then Deacon Sanders, he opened his mouth. And she went, I might not know what you look like, but I done heard that voice. Oh, excuse me when you done had an encounter with God for real however God come I know what you sound like God can come through your sinners God can come through your crazy uncle God can come on your job God can come across the radio and when you hear his voice the Bible says my shit know my voice yeah! thank you, God. You don't look the same, but I know it's you. I didn't hurt you too much. I know it's you. I didn't been too close to you. I know some of y'all right now. God, if it look funny, but I know it's you. Let me prophesy to somebody right now. You're about to turn your back on one of the biggest blessings of your life because it don't look right. But there's something on the inside. This don't look like him, but it sure do sound like him. Watch it. Mary, don't touch me yet. Not time. One conversation in the glory. I got an assignment for you. What's up? Y'all not in here? What's up? What you need me to do? Go tell them sorry scurred Oh, y'all not in here. Come on now. I wish there was a group of y'all who wasn't going to be like the disciples in the cave. I'm trying to raise up some people who got a Mary Magdalene boldness. Where you want us to go? What you want us to do? Come on, Marketplace. We got to go where people won't go. We got to say what people won't say. We got to do what people won't do. And when that happens, the glory rests on us. Don't tell them. What you want me to say? Real simple sermon. Real simple sermon. What's the sermon? He is risen. Just like he said. Oh, he picked the right one. Can y'all imagine her? Just like he said. I seen him. Just like he said, some of y'all about to be Mary Magdalene to your family. Come on, I speak prophetically that even when you see him on Thanksgiving, you're going to be able to testify. It's just like he said, even when you see him on Christmas. stuff that they didn't think was going to happen for you has happened. Blessings they did not think you deserved, you are walking in. Doors that they did not think were going to open, you have opened it. And it is not for you to say, look at me, look at Jesus and him crucified just like he said he would. He is not a man that he should lie just like he said he would. Now, y'all see it? Introduction over. (laughs) Now I can get to my scripture. Because here's the thing, Eric. Y'all listen to me real good. I had to prove. I had to prove that when people have encounters, they change. The reason I got to prove it is because now I got to show you that the same glory that changed Moses and David huh, and Mary and Abraham can change you. But hold on, Bishop. I only know myself this way in my notes that's up there, it say this. The glory can uproot deep-rooted sin. I say the glory Peter can uproot deep-rooted, y'all, y'all, y'all. See, the glory don't cut it off at the surface. The glory uproots. The glory get way down in there. Watch this. There's two definitions to pull up out of the ground. But the second part of the definition is to take it out of a familiar place. When the glory get hold of you, not only does it uproot the sin, but it removes the sin from the familiar and takes it as far as... I'm talking about somebody in this room. If you have one real encounter with the glory, you won't recognize yourself. Come here, Corinthians. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become. Somebody shout, Lord, change me. One more time, say, Lord, change me. Now watch. Look at this look at this y'all give me a minute 15 minutes I promise I'll be through in the text in Acts in Acts Stephen been preaching Stephen been getting his good sermon going when they heard this they cut to the quick they began gnashing their teeth at him Every time you start standing for righteousness, somebody always going to have something to say. Preach to me. Preach to me. Y'all, I'm sorry. I had to tell myself. Sometimes you got to preach to yourself. The more you try to do right, the more somebody got something to say about the right that they don't understand. It's like you want to say, so you would prefer me to keep living wrong so you can be comfortable with me. Gnashing with a, I'm trying to help somebody. Am I helping anybody? Watch this. Being full of the Holy Spirit, he, this is Stephen, gazed intently into heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus, standing at the right hand of God, he said, behold, I see the heavens. Do y'all see how the glory gave him peace? He dying, but his eyes was on the glory. Behold, I see heavens open, Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. They cried out with a loud voice. The more he worshiped, the matter they got. Covered their ears. Be careful of people around you who don't want to hear God from you. They start saying stuff like, Who you think you are? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Why does it matter? If what I'm saying is from God, why does it matter whether or not you don't like me? Oh, y'all. See, that's why some of y'all about to go through a series of donkeys talking. Since you wouldn't hear it from God's representatives, he about to start talking to you from places that you didn't expect it. They rushed him. One One impulse. Because the devil knows how to get on one accord. It's the church that got the problem. Watch. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet. Oh, I'm about to help somebody. Of a young man named what? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. You cannot come in contact with the glory and it not change you. It's the first mention that we see of this guy right here. This Saul, brother. Here's what's interesting about this the first time we see him, we see him with a bunch of church folk. I love the way that the NASB uses the term robes because it gives us the imagery that these were actually the religious elite. Who took their vestments off? Watch this. There are many folks that are about to try to implement the vestment protocol of the ancient church, but they don't have the heart of that church. Just because they can put a cassock on, don't mean they're holy. You got on a cassock and a collar, and you're still sleeping and cheating on your wife. Because watch this, they still took them robes right on off to do sin. They had enough good sense not to sin in the robe. But there's some of you now, if every time you put the robe on, it make you feel uncomfortable. Maybe that's because the legitimacy of the garment is proving to you that your flesh ain't ready. lean right there. Let me lean right there for a second. If you feel uncomfortable in the protocol of the vestry, maybe that's because the vestry is preaching to you. Why I got to wear this so you can come out of that. Some of y'all might need to start wearing your vestments all the time. Wake up, see yourself going, about to go crazy. Saturday, when you normally be sitting up there in some sweat, just put your whole choir dress on. Everything. Put everything on until you come out of that attitude. Look at Acts chapter 1. Saul cry. Saul was in hearty agreement. He's in hearty agreement with putting him to death. On that day a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. They were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Y'all see that? Now look in the verse I just read they stoned Stephen and when they stone him Saul is watching because you only have to be watch this around sin to be infected by the sin He's a young man. Oh, I'm teaching now. He's a young man This is why you got to be careful of what you allow your kids to see you do Arguing around your kids Cussing and fighting around your kids. Come on now. Bringing different men in the house all the time around your kids. Bringing other women in the house around your kids. You're sowing seeds into you. They're too young to understand. No, 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 no. they taking all of that in. And before you know it, you were planting seed. In the verse before this, all Saul did was watch. By verse one of the next chapter, he's participating. Chapter seven, I'm viewing. Chapter eight, I'm participating. This is why now you got, listen, when I was five, six, seven years old and going to school, you know what I cared about? Coloring. That's it. Like six years old? You like what, preschool? First grade? Is that first grade? I want the color. I was concerned about whether or not my parents was going to buy me the big box with the sharpener on the back. And how big we used to have to have school boxes That's all that mattered to me at six. And I was convinced at six, if I got just the right shoe, I could run faster. That's all I cared about at six. Last week, a six-year-old brought a loaded forty-five caliber firearm to school in his backpack because he was feeling depressed and scared. at six years old, I wanted crayons but when we start exposing these children to adult mentalities now you got six year olds trying to do adult things with six year old mentalities depressed We didn't know nothing about depression. At six years old, I could get the killing of my life by my mama. And right after that, come down and eat. I mean, she could beat me with an inch of my life. And then be like, food ready. Okay, mama. Right after. I mean, I'm talking about one of them whoopers with all the syllables. Didn't I tell you to. I mean. Be down send me to my room and you sit up there cause I didn't have no TV <laughs> and you make up games cause the only toys I had was my brothers <laughs> and you wait hurt my mama son huh cause you answer on the first one yeah. Fool, ready yes ma'am ain't nobody mad Calling 911 on my parents. But when you expose folks. In chapter 7. You get behaviors in chapter 8. Now watch. Almost through. Look. Persecution. Some devout man buried Stephen. Made loud lamentation over him. But Saul. Saul. Began ravaging the church. Wonder where they taught him that from. Because he saw somebody else kill a boy. He said, ooh, that looks like fun. Entering houses. Entering house after house. Dragging off men and women. Put him in prison. Look at chapter 9. Saul. Still breathing threats. Murder against the disciples of the Lord. Went to the high priest. Oh, the church in on it. Yeah, of course they were because they the one that told him. The church has an amazing way of teaching our young how to hate. Oh, we out here. If they keep coming and we keep telling them, You see them people who don't speak in tongues like us, they going to hell. You see them people who didn't get baptized like you, they going to hell. You see them people who don't look like you, they going to hell. Huh? What are we doing? We're teaching our young how to hate. We think that we're giving them holy moral standard. But that's not morality. Morality is not everybody who ain't like you is somebody you shouldn't like. Saul was doing what he saw church folk do. And many of us, if we tell the truth, we are the victims of our own generations. See, this is why I had to do my introduction. We are the victims of deep-rooted. I've always seen it done just like this. Now, all of a sudden, you can't figure out why you act the way you act because the behaviors are embedded in your subconscious. You don't even think about it. Amen. You giving out your phone number and don't even remember. Oh, it's quiet. Don't look. Because you so used to feeling like that's what you do. He asked for my number. I gave it to him. Your standards of yourself are so low that whoever jump, you bow. If your standards were high, you wouldn't complain so much about what you caught. You caught the fish in the pond you put your line in. When I went to Duncan, Oklahoma, and my cousin said, you want to get some crayfish, they bottom feeders. He said, let's run around the corner to the crook. It's the creek. Took a string and some bacon and stomped it in the mud and threw the string over the side of the road into the creek and pulled up the crayfish. Because I watch this. I'm fishing in dirty water. To catch a fish who likes to live there. I didn't expect to pull up a wide mouth bass. They don't live in that water. You said, I don't know why I keep where you're lying. And what bait you using? We was using raw bacon stomped in mud. Ask for letters, synagogues, so that they found any belonging to the way. Both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Almost done. He was traveling. Happened as he's approaching Damascus. Watch the glory. Suddenly a light. Wait, 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 see, I didn't think I was going somewhere. I was the whole time. Here goes Saul with deep rooted sin issues that were embedded in him from childhood. One encounter with the glory. Let me prophesy to somebody stop arguing and start praying stop arguing start praying third time for those of you who were asleep start on stop stop arguing stop it start praying we argue all the time all we do is argue that's the problem somebody need to get the glory in the room both of y'all be just as ignorant. Somebody got to say, you know what, since you're going to be ignorant, let me go get the glory because the glory fix all this. One light. Look at verse four. He fell to the ground. Heard a voice. Saying to him, saw. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Look how smart he is. Who are you, Lord? Let me quit being so big and bad. He said, I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting. Get up, enter the city, and will be told what you must do. This is Saul, who got all of his authority. All of a sudden, he real subservient, ain't he? One encounter with the glory. The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Let me show y'all something. One real encounter with the glory will do a couple things. It'll get you right and separate everybody from you who ain't supposed to be there. That's why many of us don't like them real encounters with the glory. Because we ain't willing to get rid of some of the people who around us that quick. One real encounter with the glory. I'm, I'm talking about in one fell swoop. His whole crew leaves. Literally right after this. He went from having an entourage to being alone. Huh? Some of that, that's your story. I used to have this, and I used to have this, and these people used to hang with me, and these, and all of a sudden, they don't call me no more, and they don't call me no more, and they don't speak to me, and when I see them, they don't speak to me, and you mad. Some of y'all should be tearing pews up right in through here. Like, I'm so glad that some of them folk walked out my life. Saul got up, eyes open couldn't see nothing leading him by the hand they brought him to Damascus he's there three days without sight neither ate nor drink he went into fast mode amen some of us this is where you need to be right here I was reading this text I was reading this text and the Lord spoke to me very clearly he says listen One encounter with the glory changes everything, but that doesn't mean you're ready immediately. One encounter with the glory Saul was completely different, but wasn't ready to work yet. One of the things that we oftentimes fail to do in the church is prepare people after their encounter. The encounter is legitimate, but they haven't been trained. Then we send them out to work without the training only to have to now repeat the encounter. So he's fasting, he took food, was strengthened. Now for several days, for several days, he was with the disciples. Several days, he's with who? Who's he with? People who could train him. People who could get him together. For several days, he now is like, I know just the other day, I was the man. Now I'm the student. Hello? Just yesterday I was somebody. Today I don't know nothing about this. Immediately he began to proclaim Jesus. After one encounter with the glory. Everything deep rooted in Saul was brought out of him. Everything. Everything. Everything pulled out. Everything changed. Everything healed. Let me tell you, Saul was so different that when he went to the disciples, even the disciples was like, (laughs) his chief trainer, Ananias, was like, Lord, you sure? (laughs) <laughs> you sure you want meet it? he killed people for sport right watch this God speak to Ananias before he even got there because if Ananias would have heard it directly from Saul's mouth that wouldn't have mapped out sometimes God got to give you a word Before you even know what that word is for. Amen. Let me go forward. Say the glory. Glory. We'll change things. One more time. The glory. Glory. We'll change things. I want everybody in this room to think about the stuff you won't change. Notice I didn't say one encounter with church. Because we didn't mess that term up. Ooh, we have in church. We didn't mess that up. And normally when we say the glory is in the room, that means somebody crying. Somebody go to crying, like, who the glory here? No, they just, they just feel, they feel some type of way. When the glory is in the room, his character is in the room. Healing is in the room. Deliverance is in the room. Amen. That's what happens when the glory is in the room. God's in the room and everything that he contains. Reconciliation is in the room. All of our needs are in the room. So he's here. And because I know God is here, I'm looking at you. Because I know he's here. This is your opportunity to reach up into that glory and get what you need. Now, I want to pray, but listen to me. You cannot keep coming into the atmosphere of the glory and keep leaving the same way. I'm going to keep preaching until the glory suffocates all your flesh. To you like, I just can't. I mean, that's fine. Fall all down in the floor and have a fit. When you get up, get up delivered. Now, for those of you who are like, I'm sick of the cycle, I got deep-rooted stuff in me. All you need is one encounter with the glory. I got some deep-rooted. I mean, I got some stuff from my childhood that's in me. I got some stuff in me that's so deep, I don't even know me without it. One encounter with the glory. You can be radically changed forever. I'm going to pray and specifically while I pray if there's anybody who's like I don't, even, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus I'm not saved I want you to walk to me if you are not saved I want you to walk to me Father in the name of Jesus you know you know where we stand you know the hearts of your people. You know what's going on right now in this room. You know who's not saved. You know who's not where they need to be. Give them the strength and the courage to come forward in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking even now, yes, that true encounters of your glory take place. Transformation by the renewing of minds right now in the name of Jesus. Miracles, signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. We know all of these things are in your glory. That healing is there the opening of wombs is there the reconciliation of family is there the raising of healthy children is there in the glory the protection of our children in the school is there there. God you have not given us the spirit of fear But power, love, and a sound mind. Allow us to walk in the newness of life. God, thank you for this world. Thank you for challenging us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands.